before I start sharing the word of God with you, um, I'd like to introduce my beautiful and handsome panelists with me. Mighty givers. I have with me Kwesi Botre from, from Church 4. Yes, please. I also have with me Jennifer Babayo. Also from Church 4. And I have with me Sister Justina Aka from Church One. Thank you, sir. And online. Yes, sir. And I have with me Brother Ernest from Church Five. Looks like it's by home support that we are here. <laughs> Jennifer. Yes, sir. What inspires you? Now, how many copies of Rhapsody have you done so far? 10,000 copies, sir. You see now. <laughs> Speak in tongues first. Shela masuke tele koske branda susaramante. Ah, is it true? Kole buske baraduske boshatake buske. Somebody's thinking, only God knows how these people do it. 10,000 copies. You are a young lady. Let me ask you, why? So why? Why will you be doing this to yourself? <laughs> Talk to me. Why? Why would you be doing this? Thank you so much, Pastor, for this opportunity. It's an honor to be on stage with you, sir. I also like to thank my pastor, Pastor Boama, for this wonderful opportunity. I love you so much, sir. And also my fellowship leader, Ma, you see. I love you, Ma. Pastor. In Second Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen, Paul and Second, Wait. <laughs> Second Timothy. Chapter 2, verse 15. Go ahead. Paul admonished us that we rightly divide the word of truth. And that cannot be overemphasized. It's important that we have an accurate understanding of the word of God. And that's what Rhapsody of Reality does for us. Rhapsody of Reality is God's accurate word explained in simple terms. And Pastor, I'd like to um, give an example from last Last month's Rhapsody, um, the, 11th, the 11th June, Pastor Chris explained something, um, the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. In the opening scripture, it says, Matthew, Matthew 3, verse 2, says, And saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then, this was Matthew's account. And on Mark's account, he said, And saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. So in, on Matthew's account, Matthew said, The kingdom of heaven. But then Mark said, the kingdom of God. Pastor, me re just reading this in the scriptures, I think we are the same thing, or probably just a play on words or choice of word. But then Pastor Chris made, made us understand that there are two different things. And he explained that the kingdom of heaven is part of the kingdom of God. And they are not the, it's not the same thing. But when you just read the scriptures, you think maybe it's, just, it's the same thing, but there are two different things. So Pastor Chris really explains the scriptures into in simple in simple terms in the rhapsody of reality. And say so rhapsody assures you assures us of a better Christian life. When you read the rhapsody of understanding, you have great understanding in the word of God. And Pastor, Rhapsody has changed my life. It has transformed my thought patterns. With your permission, I'd like to read the scripture. Oh, read more. <laughs> Pastor, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Pastor, 
transformation from the scripture we know that transformation happens by the renewing of your mind and that's exactly what happened to me when i came into contact with the rapture of realities because before i joined church i had i used to think so many wrong things i used to say so many wrong things so rapture has changed my speech and my the way i used to think before i used to say stuff like i'm broke when i don't have money or I feel i'm sick but i don't say these things anymore so rapture has to- totally transformed my thought patterns that's changed how I used to think and in my speech too. So this is why I want other people to come into contact with Rhapsody of Realities. Because I, there are so many people out there who say they are Christians. But then when you listen to them, Pastor, you've told us that we know a mature person by through their speech. So when you listen to how they talk, even though they say they are Christians, they don't, it doesn't, like, it doesn't match what they say. And you, don't, you know that that's not the way. They, they need Rhapsody of Realities. Because if you have Rhapsody of Realities, you can't say that you're a Christian, but then you're still a sinner. But then so many people think they are still sinners. So that's why I sponsor episode of Realities because I, I think it, it contains the accurate word of God. So I want other people to come into contact with it and have the accurate understanding of the word of God and have a transformation of their mind just as my mind was transformed when I came into contact with it. Thank you, Pastor. Wow. Let me say something to you, right? Um... These three days, what I want to ask you a question. What are you expecting? See, um, I'm not asking what you expect. So I'm coming right now. My expectation. I'm going to receive my expectation. No, this is a different kind of meeting. Listen, in healing meetings, the sick get healed. When I said I'm having three days of faith, three nights of faith and power, there was faith imparted. There was the power of God. So when God says it is three days of grace, that means. There's the power of God available for this. Some people's lives and destinies financially will transform these three days. Some will also be watching, hoping God is going to work a miracle for them. This meeting is not for miracles. God is not thinking of, in this meeting, God is not thinking of giving you a financial miracle. He's bringing you a grace. You have to understand the kind of meeting which you are now and what you need to do. Because you see, grace is for war. Because you see, what this, this young lady is saying, she's not saying that, uh, and I, I, I had, because one copy is $1. So if she says, yeah, I've done 10,000 copies, you, I, I don't work the math for you. So if at this time of her life, in, in the same Ghana that people are complaining and saying, there's no job, we are suffering, we are struggling, people are going this length for God. Then you should understand she is not giving to receive. You should leave that realm. That, you, if, you, if you don't understand that realm, you never encounter grace. Because some people are still there and I, I gave, I've given my hundred. You know, God will not shame me. You shall be shamed very soon. <laughs> that's, not, that, that's, not, that's not what we are doing here today, please. Respect yourself. That I'm going to give this. I'm going to get this back. I'm going to give this. I'm going to get this back. No, that's not the reason for three days of grace. God has something in mind. I see what God is doing. I never planned to call this meeting three, 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 three days of grace. In the place of prayer, God said so. God said so. And when he said it, I was thinking, uh, mm, okay. Then God says the last day is the International Sunday. I can see what God is trying to see. There's grace for the international. I'm telling you, there's grace for international level. There's grace for international level. You see, that's the meeting we are in. God is announcing what is going on. I can see what God is doing. Pastor Eric said something 
Eric said something in the video that was, was played in the churches. He said, Thanksgiving service, we gathered together and we're singing, yes. and we're singing in languages. Little did we know that pastors from around the world were going to come to our service. Do you understand? Sometimes God is, is just, you, you, you're just doing something and you don't realize that God is saying something. Because if you followed what I was teaching Christ and Christianity, I said, God speaks in similitudes and in prophetism. He's speaking in similitudes. So at that time, God was speaking in similitude. He was speaking with signs. So as we're singing it, God was saying something. So I, I went back to the things I said that day and I was saying, you are going to do business in Turkey. I started saying things. By the inspiration of God's spirit. So as we are, and this meeting has come at the, a very strategic time, just at the beginning of the second half of the year. That means this second half of the year, there are going to be international levels. There are going to be international graces going to be released. That's what is going on here. That's what is going on here. If you are still thinking of God giving you money to eat, you, you, you are in the wrong meeting. That's not why we are here. You know, someone was telling me something about, you know, a dear lady, the, at that time, the person said he thought the person is a, is a cell leader. The person was asking her, uh, are you going for camp? He said, hey, me, go and pay for camp. Me, that I'm not eating, how can I go and pay for camp? I said, the person is never a cell leader in our church. A cell leader in our church will never talk like that. <laughs> because we have left those levels. I'm not in the realm of I'm giving God. I don't give God something to receive. Like, I, I'm giving God to receive. I'm giving God to receive. Grace is a real thing. I want you to understand. Grace is a real thing. Grace is real. Go to Psalm, Psalm 44. He says, To the chief musician for the sons of Korah, Masil, We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us what work thou did in their days, in the times of old. How thou did drive out the heathen with thy hand and planted them, how thou did afflict the people and cast them out. Verse 3 is my point. He says, For they got not the land in possession by their own sword. Neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand and thy arm and the light of thy countenance, because thou hast a favor unto them. So how did you end up where you are? Grace. How are we doing the things we are doing as a church? Grace. How are we working in financial strength? Grace. How do you do your 10,000 copies? Grace. And by that grace, we will, we will keep seeing young people doing mighty things like this. Yeah. Not because you will see, you know, the first set were here doing things, doing big things for God. Grace. 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 Grace is not given to you by God for you to buy high heel. No, when, when, when that is your reasoning, you are far away. I'll be sure you are, you're understanding what's going on here today. If that's your reason, if your reason for, for um, getting, you know, uh, I want the grace, God, give me grace. God, give me grace. If your reason for grace is that you will have money and buy an iPhone, no, no. The God, the God I know, that's not what he does. Something is going on in the spirit. Grace is being released. Grace for the things you want to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to further the gospel. Kwesi, tell us. Why are you passionate about the gospel? You, you're, you give into the gospel. 
There are many young men like you who are thinking of giving to do other things. You give into the gospel. Why are you passionate about the gospel? I want to understand. Why do you give? Thank you, sir, for this wonderful opportunity to be on set with you. And I would like to thank my man of God, Pastor Boma, for this opportunity as well. Sir, please, with your permission, I would like to share a personal experience from last year, the latter part of last year. I was in meditation. I was listening to a Pastor Chris message. It was God's last word on your finances, part two. And he made mention of a scripture that really sunk into my spirit. With your permission, I would like to read a scripture. Go ahead. Psalm 68, verse 11. Psalm, Psalm 68, verse 11 says, The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. So the Lord sent forth his, his, his word. It has come to me. Now, what do I do with it? I don't sit on it. I actually wanted to travel across the globe. Say so there are so many different um, parts of the scripture. It's littered all over the scripture uh, about uh, sending the word of God throughout the world. And say so you've told us in countless teachings that when a concept is repeated in multiple facets in the Bible, it becomes a principle. So it's important to understand these principles so you can win. It says, run to that ye may obtain. You're supposed to win as a Christian. So this word has finally come to me. Now what do I do with it? It didn't only change my life. I wanted to change other people's lives as well. Oh. It, has, it, has, it has sparked a flame inside of me. And that flame is burning and I can't contain it. Obviously, you can't hold on to fire. You, you must let somebody else catch it. That flame is burning in me, sir. And I wanted to travel across the globe. So, sir, when I, when I, I, I share the gospel and allow it to travel across, across the globe, there's something I'm doing. I'm favoring his righteous course. Oh. And I would like to show you um, what, what happens to somebody who favors his righteous course. Uh, Psalm 35 verse 27. It says... Let them shout for joy and be glad. That favor my righteous cause. It means you that you are favoring, you are favoring God's righteous cause, you constantly shout for joy. You don't shout for pain. You are constantly shouting mm. for joy. You mm. that you are favoring God's righteous, righteous mm. cause. Let them say continually. Say mm. It's a repeated process. Continually. Mm. That let the Lord be magnified, which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So say, as you are feathering the gospel, you, 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 you. Personally, I am a documentary and, and commercial filmmaker, and I can say for a fact, because of my givings, because of the work that I do for God, I have received some kind of favor that not everybody is seeing. I can say for a fact that um, my portfolio may not be as as strong as somebody else's portfolio, but I receive some contracts and say I make some more money, make more money than some other people, Great. just because. Yes, please. That's grace. That grace is released for you. Amen. The grace to be able to do things beyond your portfolio. Uh-huh. The, the, the thing has kicked. <laughs> the thing, the grace to do things beyond your qualification. Grace is released. Grace is released. The grace to do things beyond your portfolio. To do things beyond your level. Do things beyond your age. The grace. 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 No, I, I like what you're saying. 
You receive the gospel. You're inspired by it. That scripture. The Lord gave the word. Great. Now I'll tell you something about that verse. He said great was the company of them that published it. Two things there. It means first of all that if God gives the word. The way that word will run around is that there will have to be a great number of people publishing it. And the second part of it is that the number of people who publish it also become great. Great was the company of them that published it. That means God is not going around publishing the word. He gives the word. Then we join our hands together. We say, oh, we are going to publish this around. We're going to do this around. That decision. Now, I want to ask you, do you have a friend that, okay, the two of you are coming to uh, as part of our friendship. We are going to put this money together and sponsor the gospel. Or you, you have friends that are putting money together to sponsor a party. I say this, all right? I say, don't criticize the people who use their money to sponsor parties and big drinks. I don't criticize them because they've put their money to what they believe. Where is yours? Grace. When, when, you know, you need to understand the reason for the grace of God. The reason for the grace of God is, you know, like, oh God, you know, a lot of Christians, oh God, please bless me. God bless me. God bless me. They don't know that it is not by praying for God to bless you. The truth is that when you step out to be God's partner, now God is not answering your prayer. God is not giving you something. You have become his partner. When you become his partner, it's a joint account. So at that time, you become a manager of God's money. You have access to the account because you are his partner. Come on. When you are with your child, Eh? and the child is five years old, you give him Cerelac. You don't give him $100,000 to keep. Are you listening? When you're with your child in the house, it's your son, oh. It's your daughter, but you never give that daughter $100,000 to keep. So the reason why, but that, 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 that daughter, when the daughter's angry, ah, mommy, give me. Now, as I'm saying this, you know your level with God. You will know, you know what he will tell you, you will know your level with God. Oh, mommy, I'm hungry. They look for food for you. They look for food for you. That's it. That's your level. You are t- at, at that level, you don't manage God's finances. They don't give you important things to do. But when you come to maturity and you take up responsibility, you now become, you have come to maturity. You know, at that point in time, they can say, cook for the family. At that point, say, cook for the family. At that point, they can say, okay, the shop outside, manage it for us. Sit in front of it for us. So, in everything in that, remember what, what the, 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 the father told the prodigal son? And, and the, he, told, he said, you have been this. I said, everything I have is yours. That's the, the privilege of those who are sons and servants. Because they are serving God. They become managers of God's finances. The supply is there. So those kind of people, when they say, Lord, I want to build you a church. God immediately makes available the resources in heaven to them. So they don't need to have that money they need to build that church or to do those copies of Rhapsody. They, need, they don't need to have those monies in their account. The account is in God's account. When they are ready, God releases it for the project. God releases it for what they want to do. That is what we are talking about. You come to that place of maturity where you become a partner with God. With what God is doing. God is about the preaching of the gospel. So once God is about the preaching of the gospel and you tune your heart with what God is doing, the grace is channeled toward you. What did he say? He said, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That's the meaning of that. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. 
God is able to make all grace about toward you. Some people just quote that scripture and you know, uh, God is able to make all grace about toward you. Let me, let me turn to that scripture for you. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I'll start from verse 1. For as touching and ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was ready a year ago. No, come on. We are talking about grace now. Paul is talking about the churches. And talking about what the churches have done in regards to their giving. <laughs> he said, for I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia. Have you ever heard, pastor, you know, I, I come to church and I tell you, this lady did 10,000, this lady did 5,000, so I say, yeah, pastor, don't let anybody, you know, me, I give, I don't want anybody to know. You're a hypocrite. I give, I just don't want anybody to know. No. No, 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 no. You think you have said something spiritual? Jesus said, let your lights so shine before angels. Right? That's what he said. Before angels. He said, let your light so shine before men. That means if you are giving and you are not being mentioned, it is shining but not so shining. So, you have it at the back of your mind that if I'm giving today and nobody seeing it, it means I need to bring a bigger one. I'm coming from pastor's office. I went to give him a major seat. To me, it's a major seat. He said, oh, you are, be, you are above this level. <laughs> I just need that I see that boy rubbish. I don't need to. Because last year, somewhere last year, getting the end of last year, I took a major seat to him. Major one. When I texted him that I'm bringing that amount, the prophecy eh, started from text message. <laughs> <laughs> For the Lord shall do this and that. When I enter the office, go on your knees. <laughs> understand? If you have not had a seed like that, that the God shall go on your knees. Let me tell you this. When you bring a seed to your man of God, and you write the amount on it, and he sees it, and you now, you now have the time to pray for you, just advise yourself. La kosakula baya. When you finish, you say, Sir, please pray for me. Hey, that's that prayer is a sympathetic prayer. He doesn't want to destroy your faith. The one that kalasutaya, the kind of seed that provokes the power of God. When he sees them, mm. go, go on his. <laughs> that go your knees. As your knees touch the ground, you have sword in the spirit. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Are you seeing? And I told you before, when I was teaching on serving the Lord, I said, when the Bible said good works, you know, some, this scripture, some people quote it to say, oh, uh, uh, good works is about, you know, being a good person, wearing white, walking like a ghost on the road, being righteous. This scripture is never for that because of the word good works. Good works, when the Bible talks about good works, it's not about being good. Anytime the Bible talks about good, it's talking about faith. Okay, Hebrews 11, verse 2. Uh, look at it from verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things, for the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good report. I'll show you another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Okay, still so that's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. I'll read it, then you see something there. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, 
that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So when the Bible talks about good, he's not talking about right to be good. When the Bible talks about good, he's talking about works of faith. Works that, you know, sponsoring the gospel, doing something for God. That is what is called good, works of faith. Because he said, for by it, the elders obtained a good report. And all through Hebrews 11, the good report they talked, they talked about was by faith, Abel offered. In fact, the first act of faith recorded in the Bible was a giving. No, no. I didn't say it. By faith, Abel offered. The first one. When it came to Noah, Noah built. Building for God. <laughs> building for God. I mean, when you talk about good, this is what we are talking about. Works of faith. So go back to Matthew chapter 5. So let your light so shine before men. <laughs> like pastor told me one time. He said, when the Bible says, let your light so shine before men. He didn't say, carry torch light and put on your head. So how would you let it shine? So that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. This scripture, are you seeing this scripture? Are you seeing it? You will see it again another way by Paul. Let's go there. All right. So we are still on 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So I, I was at verse, verse 2. Okay. He says, For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia. You, you know what he's talking about? When he says, I know the forwardness of your mind, it's like, uh, before I, Paul, think you have thoughts. These, are, now these kind of people he's talking about here are not the people who are waiting for something to be needed in church. No, 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 no. They have the forwardness of mind. They come to church and they look at the pulpits. Oh, these pulpits. Our church doesn't deserve this pulpit. We need to do this one. They come to church. They are looking. They have the forwardness of mind. Before Father talks about, about Rhapsody, he, that cell leader has spoken to his cell members that, look, we need to do something. Many years ago, nobody had put a gun on my head. I called my, my fellowship. I said, we must sponsor Pastor Chris on TV. Nobody, nobody spoke to me. He said, I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them at Macedonia. He said, you know, Achaia, that's the church, Achaia, the church at Achaia. He said, they were ready a year ago. Before, you know, the, the giving is being mentioned, they were ready a year ago. He said, and your zeal had provoked very many. So why, why do we bring people out like this? So that their zeal will provoke other people. So why do sometimes, Father says, uh, this person gave this. Why? Because when he says it, the zeal of that person will now provoke other people. Verse 3. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that I said, ye may be ready. Verse 4. Lest happily if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared. With that we say not, ye should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Now, Paul is trying to say, all right, I've been, okay, I've been boasting of you, all right? I've been boasting of you. So I don't want there to be another report, even though I've been boasting of you. Then, you know, there are some people you boast of them, say, ah, this guy is a giver, but after some time, say, no, I'm saving money to marry. Now, go to verse 6. But this I say, he that sweats sparingly, shall reap also sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Hmm. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, which means giving to God is not your salary. It is grace. No, go to verse 7 again. you see it again. He says, Every man, according 
asked he had purpose in his heart. He said, so let him give. He said, not gradually of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now he's talking about giving. The next thing we're talking about in verse 8, naturally speaking, should be, so go and bring all the money you have saved. He said, no, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things. Oh, come on. All sufficiency in all things. That means while you are doing your giving in church, your business is not suffering. While you are doing your giving in church, the family is not suffering. You will still do your beautiful wedding. I see. You still do the naming ceremony. You still do everything. It's grace. It's grace. And, and I love how Paul put it. said, and God is able to make all grace. That means there are different kinds of grace. All grace. There's grace for, for, for partnership. There's grace for people. I have all grace. I, know, I, I love what Sister Michelle said on, on Wednesday. He said, one time, you know, uh, when we gave the, the instruction for pneumatic and people should register, he said, she heard somebody say um, that the grace for people is people with grace for people who will do that kind of thing. Let me quote something that Jesus said. Why do these thoughts arise in your heart? Why do you think stupidly like this? I wonder, how would you be thinking like this? Why would you think like this? Immediately, you have removed yourself from that grace, if it is a grace. I have grace for people. I have grace for money, say yours. <laughs> you don't do it. I have grace to run a family. I have grace to take care of the poor. I have grace. He said God is able to make all grace about toward you. So it's not like because you are giving in church then the home is suffering. No. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Something I was doing this week. Man, I needed to make a certain giving. I needed to do something. Now, when I say I want to make a certain giving, don't start thinking of 5,000 grand. Don't, be, don't do that. <laughs> don't be thinking of those amounts. Is You understand? Uh-huh. Don't be thinking those things. <laughs> Why do these thoughts arise in your heart? <laughs> and at the same time, my, my, my biological father called me and said, he needs this, uh, I should give him this. I'm like, I'm putting this money together to go and do something. I want to go and shake the ground. I want to go and, I said, God, ah. I said, God, but I thought, I have the grace for all this. So I spoke to myself, I said, look, you're going to do this, that will not suffer. I did it. I went home and I gave it to him. And I gave it to him, I walked out. You know, because sometimes your mentality is, let me tell you, this is so ingrained in your heart that you need the word of God to remove it. Your mentality is, I don't have, I am trying to get from God. Remove that thing from your mind that I don't have and I'm now trying to get from God by giving God something. Anytime you give to the gospel, you are expressing your righteousness and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Are you sure you are listening to me? Is God able to make all grace abound toward you? All. Someone say all. All grace. All grace abound towards me. Grace for my academics. Grace for my business. Grace for my job. Grace for my giving. Grace to make war for God. You know, because, because you need grace to make war for God. And that's the kind of grace God sponsors. When you take a stand. I, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you the kind of things that we do financially as a church. <laughs> Some people's mind would have boom. Some people's mind would just blow that boom. How would this kind of money be coming to somebody like that? The only way <laughs> that kind of money will be coming to and pass, 
passing through like that is because it is it belongs to God. This is God's assignment, so God sponsors it. That's why I say a lot of the time I say that when you are doing something, eh, when you are doing something, and it's you are finding money very difficult, check if God sent you. Say they got not the land by their own sword. Because that's the land God had told them that they are going to take. They didn't get it by their own sword. Psalm 44 verse 3. They got not the land by their own sword. Neither did their own arm save them. But thy right hand and thy arm and the light of thy countenance. Because thou hast a favor unto them. You are saving, you are saving money. You are saving money. You, are, you have been saving money for the past six months. Why? You want to buy a car. Wrong. Wrong. Hey, oh, oh, you are saving money. Saving money. And all the saving of that money is to do what? To buy a car? You have not yet understood the grace of God. How to walk in the grace of God. How to walk. <laughs> How to walk in the grace of God. Number one, know the grace of God. Know the grace of God. You know some people's life, in their whole life, they never know about the grace of God. All their life has been about effort and labor. Effort and labor. Effort and labor. They always have... You know... When, when, when he said in Psalm 44, he said, For they got not the land in possession by their own sword. When he said all those things, he said, Because thou hast a favor unto them. Go to Genesis chapter 27. Verse 40. And by thy sword shall thou live. Who is speaking? Isaac is speaking to Esau. That means Esau is not going to be graced. What Esau missed is that he's not going to see the grace of God. Jacob received the blessing, the grace. And by that grace, he puts in one, he gets ten. He puts in ten, he gets hundred. He told him, he said, by thy source shall thou live, shall thou live. That means you put in one, you get one. You put in two. So some people have never known about the grace of God. So the first thing is, you have to know the grace of God. So people never live their whole life, never see anything about grace, favor, everything they buy it. Everything they have to get it. They have to get it by their strength. They have to get it by their power. They have to get it by labor. They have to get it by effort. They have to get it by their qualification. That's not grace. How can you live your life like that and you never see the grace of God? You never see the favor of God. You never see the hand of God. You never see that in a month, your salary is 2000 but the things you have done that month is 10000 So what is the thinking? How is that possible? How is that possible? Because you don't know the grace of God. Because you don't know the grace of God. First of all, you need to first know the grace of God. Know the grace of God. You know, all some people know about the grace of God is about salvation. Oh, we are saved by grace. We are sinners saved by grace. You are either one or you can you cannot be both. How can you be a sinner saved by grace? Sinner. At the same time, saved by grace. You cannot be both. You are saved by grace. That's what it is. Right, so, so people, all they know about the grace is grace for salvation. That's all. And so they are saved by the grace. Okay, what did you do to be saved? Nothing. Someone did something and it was accrued to your account. So you were saved by grace. So if grace works like that, then you need to be acquainted with the grace of God. That takes you from a level. You know, you see yourself as uh, this guy... He's not supposed to be at this level. He's not supposed to be where he is. Ah, this guy's a bad guy. This guy's not a good guy. But every time, this guy is the same person moving forward. Because that guy is not trusting in his effort. He's trusting in the grace of God. Good people suffer a lot. I tell you. 
Good people suffer a lot. I'm not saying it's not good. It don't be good. But I'm trying to tell you something. That even if you are good, don't let your life revolve around your goodness. Good people suffer a lot. They boast. They boast. Me, I am this. Me, I have never. I don't want to mention some things. I have never, ever. <laughs> I remember one, one time we had a meeting at UPS years ago. One sister, you know, told one, one friend, the friend was like, I want you to pray for my friend. I said, okay, what is her problem? She said, she's giving up on God. I said, what? Giving up on God, why? She said, hmm. Hmm. That her friends have been sleeping with sugar daddies for money. And that she, nobody has ever touched her. And she's asking God for some money and the money has not come. She's telling God that if God does not respond, she's going to the sugar daddy. I said to her, I said, see a fool. See a fool. See a fool about to bribe God with, with the fact that she has not had a sugar daddy. See a fool. Oh, foolish Galatians. <laughs> Let it be that if you are doing something like that, you are, you, 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 you are, you are keeping yourself, you are keeping it because you understand that is what the word of God says. Don't now come and present it to God. That is because of this. Then you don't believe in the sacrifice of Jesus. <laughs> you will be shocked. Those your friends will pray and God will hear them. <laughs> you think I'm saying my mind. I'll show you a scripture. Matthew 21. I want this one. Let me not read it in James first. It will not hit. NIV first. Let's start from 28. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. These two people. The one said, I will not go. But later he went. The one who's a son said, I'll go, but he did not go. It looks like some people in church. Okay, see what it says, verse 31. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. The tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. Because there is a certain thing about some people who pray. They think because of their prayer, the Father, they pray. I pray a lot, God must bless me. You don't understand the grace of God. You don't know the grace of God. <laughs> you don't know the grace of God. I pray, I fast. But I never, my, 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 that's, not, that's not where I stand. Because the people who pray that me, I believe in the grace of God. I believe in the grace of God. I know the grace of God. Grace always begins with that knowledge. He said grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge. Through the knowledge. Through the knowledge. Grace always begins with this knowledge. Are you saying he said that the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering? Because, you know, let me tell you something about those prostitutes. The person has been so bad in the world. Once he comes to church, <laughs> the person has been so bad. Then they say, 
receive. God is giving us, receive it. Says God, me, I know I'm not a good person. So I can only trust you to give it to me. So they say, Amen. Receive it. Amen. The other person has been in church for three years. As they are saying, receive. You know, we've been in this church for the rest to receive. We've been, we've been in church for a while. So they say, oh, so their amen is like, you know, I've been praying a lot, you know. So like my quintessential power of prayer power has been meeting along with. Me, let me tell you something. When it comes to grace, me, I'm like a, a little boy. Grace. Ah, I like grace. So. I like grace. When I see grace at work in somebody, I'll come there. So I've said the first one is to know the grace of God. Know that there's something called the grace of God. The grace of God that bringeth financial power. The grace of God that brings it. The grace of God. There is the grace of God. (laughs) I believe in this grace of God. That's number one. You know that there's something called the grace of God. Number two, learn to recognize the grace of God. Can you recognize the grace of God? There are certain people where, where you can see it, like, like, like what Michelle is doing. It's the grace of God. You are a cell leader. You know what it means to bring five people to church. This person brought 200. You look at this and know this is the grace of God. Those are people. Mm, mm, mm. If we all say we'll do it, we'll do it. You are proud. You, you don't recognize the grace of God. Many years ago, I could tell something. There was something about Eric and gospel. No, m- many years ago, I could tell. I could tell something about them when it comes to giving. When they said they had to give something, they always come and do it. I always knew it was the grace of God. And I admired it. I admire the grace of God. Because you have to learn to recognize the grace of God. There's some people who are, are doing something great, you know, ahead of you. They are doing it. Anytime they say they are doing it, they are doing it. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? You have to first of all recognize that this is a grace. Don't say everybody knows his part. Everybody, on their last day, we shall all know who is really serving Christ. Their own is to give. My own is to preach. Who told you? Remove that. Oh, let the givers give. We will sing. Don't do and be broke. Don't do something and end up in poverty. Recognize the grace of God. Be able to tell that, no, this person is functioning in grace. This person is functioning in grace. This person is walking in grace. Like what you are doing. It's a grace. You see? And, and, and as a pastor, I recognize. I don't say, oh, I'm the you know, king of the gods. You know, as I see the grace of God at work in different people, there are different ca- colors of the grace. See, different levels of that grace. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I look at some of my daughters like Nana, when, you know, she begins to prophesy. Long time ago, I knew it. That when she begins to speak, you could tell that God has put his hand on her for that. So a lot of the time, when people are, are going to prophesy and she lifts her hand, I'll call her first because I know <laughs> there is a grace on her. Recognize the grace of God. 
Recognize the grace of God. A dear man of God says something, and I, I agree with him. He said, grace is like a woman. See? Grace is like a woman. If a woman dresses very well, and you don't compliment her, fight. She said, oh, you are looking very nice. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your makeup is really nice. Wow, 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 wow. The compliments immediately, you know? You know what I'm talking about? So, you have to learn to recognize the grace of God. I'm to show you how to walk in the grace of God. First of all, you have to know that there is a grace of God. Second, recognize the grace of God. When you see the grace of God at work on, on, in somebody's life, recognize it and say, no, this is the grace of God. This is the grace of God. The third point. Be conscious of the grace of God. Now, this is different from recognizing the grace of God. Now, you have to be conscious of the grace of God. When you are doing anything, be conscious of grace. I have the grace to do it. I have the grace to do it. I have the grace for financial exploits. I have the grace for it. I have the grace for it. You become conscious of it. While you are setting your target, be conscious of grace more than effort. They got not their land by their own sword. They got not the land by their own sword. When, let me tell you something. When you are giving a seed, right, don't start thinking as though you are buying the prophecy. You see? You're not buying the prophecy. Sometimes we think like that. Don't start thinking you are buying. It's like, I'm going to buy a prophecy. No. First of all, it's the grace of God bringing it. I'll tell you why we now sow the seed. Then you begin to act your faith. You begin to act. I'll tell you why we, we, we now have to sow a seed. Because there's something about grace. I'll explain it to you soon. Be conscious of the grace of God. Are you, are you, are you conscious of the grace of God? Go back to um, recognizing the grace of God. Let me show you a scripture. You know, I have to back everything I'm saying with scripture. So, in the book of Acts. Before Acts, let's go to Galatians. Galatians chapter 2. I'll start from verse 5. All right. Let's go to verse 6. Mm, 7. All right. I'll start from 7. That should make some more, that should make more sense. Because um, I'm trying to avoid a long read. Otherwise, I should be starting from verse 1. All right. I'm trying to avoid a long read. Say from verse 7. But contrarywise, when they saw... Now, let me give you the background story so I don't have to read. At this time, Paul has gone to preach among the Gentiles. And at that time, the Jews don't accept that because the Jews don't mingle with the Goyim. The Goyim are the Gentiles. The Jews don't mingle with them. So why has Paul gone to preach over there and he's not even allowing them to circumcise and perform all the rituals of, of, of Judaism? So they, they, they didn't understand what Paul is doing. All right? Now... They, they don't even believe that Paul has a, a ministry. So now from verse 7, you get the story very well. He says, But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of circumcision was unto Peter, verse 8, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentile. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Go to verse 8. I love that. He says, For he that wrought effectually in Peter. Ah, yeah. He said, he that wrought effectually in Peter. That means Peter was given the, the, the gospel of circumcision. That means he was preaching to the Jews. He says, and Paul had the gospel of uncircumcision. He said, the one who worked mightily in Peter. He said, the same one was the one at work in him. That means grace is God at work in you. Grace makes people see what you are doing like, no, this is God. When people look at your, your, your result and they can say, oh, no, we understand. That's what he has said. No, it shows that, 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 that it's, it's bereft of grace. But what's your age? 22. 22. 
Speak in tongues again. You, you have workers. How many workers? I have seven workers. You have, you have seven workers. You pay. At the end of the month, you pay them at 22. Speak in tongues again. Grace, 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 grace. I walk in the grace of God. I walk in the grace of God. I do things beyond my age. I do things beyond my qualification. You, you are doing things beyond your age. You are doing things beyond your qualification. Grace is at work in you. Grace is at work in you. He said, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me to all the Gentiles. We are going to see the working of grace so much in this next half of the year. We're going to see the, the mighty working of grace. One person, one person, one person, one person, one person is going to do a hundred thousand copies. One person, one person is going to do a hundred thousand copies. Grace, 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 grace. One person. Are you receiving it? Are you receiving it? There's someone in the online church. You're going to do 50,000 copies this year. So there's someone in there. Going to want, ah, where is it going to come from? Grace. 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 Okay. So, what did they do when they saw this thing was at work in Paul? Because they did not know that Paul was called. So, Paul said, because in Acts chapter 5, uh, Acts chapter 12, Peter's shadow was healing the sick. So, they knew that Peter is an apostle. Now, Paul was not there when Jesus ascended. But Paul said he has been called to the Gentiles. That means he also has to have something at work in him so that they will know. Because Peter, it's clear, his shadow is healing the sick. So that's when he said in verse 8, that the one who, he said, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship to the circumcision, he said the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. I mean, the same thing that you see Peter doing, I also did the same. That's how you know that I'm also called. Verse 9, you get it. He said, and when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace, oh, come on, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. Give me the NIV of, this, of, of that part. And you give me the message of that part as well. And when... Uh, uh, James, Peter, and John, those reputed to be pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized. You see, I said the second point is recognize the grace of God. So James, Peter, and John recognized the grace of God. They saw that, no, what Paul is doing is not normal. 
It's not normal. They recognized the grace that was given unto me. They agreed that we should go to the Gentiles and date to the Jews. They recognized. So, number one, you need to know about the grace of God. Number two, recognize the grace of God. What's number three? Be conscious of the grace of God. Be conscious of the grace of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. He said, for I say, <laughs> through the grace given unto me. What, 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 what's the meaning of that? I say through the grace. He's so conscious that even his speaking is by grace. He speaks through his grace. He's conscious of the grace of God. The apostle then knows that whatever I'm saying, I'm saying by that grace. You know, I'm conscious of my grace. I'm conscious that, you know, I can share. That's why I'm so bold to tell people to listen to me. Because I can share something with you that will make you rich. I'm not, I'm not going to give you business points and plans. I say through the grace given me. I say through the grace given me. When I begin to share the word of God, I say through the grace given me. The apostle here is so conscious of the grace of God. He knows that he has, he has this grace. He knows he has this grace. Look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7. Whereof I made a minister according to the gifts of the grace of God, given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Verse 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all sins, is this grace given. He's so conscious. Paul is so conscious that there's a grace given him. That means the things he says, he does not just say them. There's a grace given him. Conscious of the grace of God. So anytime you are, you, 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 you're, you're walking as a Christian, you begin to be conscious of the grace of God. Be conscious of the grace given you. If you are conscious of the grace given you, when you leave this meeting, you're not going to talk some way. Point number four. I'll give you five points. Point number four. Associate with the grace of God. This is where some people miss it. Let me tell you this. Don't bother fighting a grace man. You have you have shot yourself in the foot. Don't bother. Instead of fighting the grace man, go and associate with the grace man. Because if you know the grace of God and recognize the grace of God and are conscious of the grace of God, you will know someone who is graced. When you know someone who is graced and you desire that grace, don't fight him. Don't fight her. Go and associate with it. Eh? But it's a bad person. Let me tell you something. Once upon a time, there was a mad anointed king. Are you listening? Once upon a time, there was an anointed mad king. You know his name. I'll mention his name in the Bible. Anointed mad king. What's his name? Right? What's his name? Yeah. Anointed mad king. The anointed did not stop his madness. Neither did his madness stop God from anointing him. There are some men carrying what you need in your destiny. But because of their madness, you are criticizing them. I feel sorry for you. So, you are not a prophet. But someone said, I'm experienced in this game. Eh? You will see a company of prophets. Go and join them. You will begin to prophesy. Spiritual science. <laughs> someone said, so, you are not a prophet. You are not called, right? You are not called. Okay, fine. You are not prophesying. Okay, fine. I know something that works. There are some people prophesying. Go and stand among them. When you stand among them and they are prophesying, the spirit will come on you also prophesy. Then, when Saul began to prophesy, people began to ask, is Saul also um, uh, among the prophets? <laughs> is that asking? Is Saul also among the prophets? How on earth did Saul start prophesying? It was a small trick. Small trick. There are people prophesying. Go and stand among them. Why? Because spiritual things are transferable. Graces are transferable. Associate with the grace of God. Don't fight the grace of God. Don't fight the grace of God. Don't fight the grace of God. When you see a grace person, you don't fight the person. You don't fight the person. You associate with it. You associate with it. That person becomes your friend. Even the person has refused to be your friend. 
Of course, there are people like that. Of course. So many people want to be my friend. I cannot be everybody's friend. So there's a way to associate. Every month, you have sent a person a gift. So you don't want to be my friend, no problem. I don't mean, sometimes you don't even need all that chit chats. God, I want him to be my friend. And, then, and there are some of you too. You are always asking questions. How do I do this? Then the next week, how do I do this? You go back to the service. How do I? You are, you are, you are making the person tired. When you ask one how, it should be able, when the person answers, it will to last you for one year. Because you are not action oriented. You're always looking for how. One plus one equals two. Two minus one. Once you have seen one plus one equals two, you'll be able to tell three minus two. <laughs> you understand? Because so that you keep going to the same people, you know, I've heard such things. That was it. Say, please, this person is worrying me. This person is worrying me. Always asking, asking, how do I do this? How do I do that? When you ask one how, I said she'll be able to last you one year. Because there are some great people, you will never meet them twice. So that once that you meet them, <laughs> just act on what they say. Just act. Just go and be acting. When you come into when you come to a church like Eposity, any of our churches, when you come to a church like Eposity, the grace of God is there. When you associate there, all of a sudden you start becoming prayerful. If you are not stubborn, <laughs> you start becoming prayerful. The next thing, you start becoming a giver. It's as though that is the language. If you ever walk to any member of the church and you start saying, here we give too much, they'll start looking at you. Where, where is this one from? Where is this one coming from? Why are they always giving tithes? There are some people, they are in the church, they are never giving tithes. Kayla moves and they want to prosper. Hey, what an error. As you see people giving tithes, Listen, as you say, you have seen people giving tithes. You have never given tithes before. And those are the people always sharing testimony. Stand up one Sunday. Sometimes you wonder. This yeah. <laughs> Sometimes on Sundays I look in the hall when I call for tithes. More than half of the people are not coming for you to give tithes. I'm wondering, what are you expecting? What are you doing in church? I want to ask, what are you doing? What, what did you come to do? There is nobody who doesn't have something to give. There's nobody. I'll prove it to you. It's getting hot in here, right? <laughs> Very tenuous, eh? Matthew, Matthew 13, Matthew 13, from verse 11. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Now look at what Jesus says in verse 12. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he had. He said the one who does not have. He said even what he has will be taken away. That means the one who said he does not have still had something. You plan your tithes. You don't give offering from your... As they're passing the bag. Any amounts that you saw. Kai Lamasuka. Is God begging you? Is God begging you? As you took your Bible on Sunday morning. You took your Bible. You took your notebook. You take your offering. You plan it like that. You, you take your tithes. So a lot of the time, some take their uh, envelopes in church. It's good, but you, you rob yourself of something when you are always doing that. Because sometimes you genuinely forget you take your envelope, it's fine. But, you know, when you want to come up to that, you take the envelope first, you go home. Because you know that this week you are giving your tithe. You take, you plan your tithe, say, Lord, this is my tithe. It's like, <laughs> there are some givings that when I'm going to make, I can't sleep. The night before, I can't sleep. If, has ever happened to you before? You want to make a giving, that night you couldn't sleep. There are some givings. There are some you will sleep, you wake up, you know, you, anything, you just dump it on God. But you plan your tithes. You plan your offering. You are just waiting for, if pastor says, those who want to give their tithe, you, are, you can't wait to go forward. He that soweth sparingly, 
He says, shall reap also sparingly. The way you give is the way God gives to you. The same way you planned. Plan. Plan. I'm going to give my tithes. You're excited about it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put it here. I'm going to put it there. This is an envelope. This is a... Denzel came to me on Sunday. He said, sir, two years ago I came to church. This is what he said to me on Sunday. He said, two years ago I came to church. I gave my first tithe, 10 Ghana City. He said, today I gave a tithe of $1,000. On the last, on the last day. On the last, on the last, on the last, la, la, la. You are growing in grace. Amen. You are growing in grace. Amen. You are increasing on every side. Amen. I sing it. Associate with the grace of God. Don't sit among complainers. Don't sit among gossips. You will frustrate the grace of God. <laughs> Blessed is the man that standeth not in the counsel of the ungodly, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That means whether he's walking there, he's standing there, or he's sitting there, he's affected. Let me tell you, practically, you ask anybody. No, no, there are some, some of you here, I, I can see your faces here. We've discussed some of these things, so you know. There are people here, eh? They were doing so well in church. The moment they got into a group of gossips, it stopped. They couldn't do it again. Then they advised themselves. <laughs> they came out of it. The grace now starts flowing. It's like that. It's as simple as ABC. Are you seeing all this giving, 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 giving? Today, Rhapsody. Tomorrow, healing school. Tomorrow, hospital. <laughs> giving, giving, giving. Where do they expect us to get the money? Kai. Immediately, grace says, I don't belong over here. Grace walk far away. From you. I know what working with givers has done to me. Because every time they are challenging themselves. Um, next week, I'm giving ten thousand dollars. You'll be sitting down. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> there are some places you should never eat if you have not given some certain amounts. So people don't like this message I'm preaching about. <laughs> uh, it's three days of grace, I tell you. Because I'm going to see you prosper and become amazing. I tell you. I tell you, associate with the grace of God. I see, associate with the grace of God. As you're sitting there, is God talking to you. As you're sitting down right now, as you're watching me right now, is God talking to you. Associate with the grace of God. I like to associate with people who are doing well. A lot of people like associating with me as well. I mean, I like running away from them. Because you see, sometimes when I associate too much, you end up receiving a lot of garbage. Because you see, especially gossip, it's very subtle. Sometimes they didn't plan. It's like, you guys were just sitting down. You even started talking about mighty things. All of a sudden, I said, hmm, last time, eh, as I was reading this one, they said that your faith will cripple, I tell you. Your faith will just cripple like this. And all of a sudden, I remember years ago, we were telling us gossips about Azuna Pastor. Gossiping. And some of them were there for me, so I really listened. Because, what do you know? You just came. <laughs> so I was just listening. All of a sudden, I just noticed that something was not wrong with me. I always thank God for the Holy Spirit, counseling me, instructing me. As I was driving one day, Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, the day you start listening to things about this man, you start sinking. Never listen to anybody talking against giving. Because those who are not giving, they don't have the money. Because last year, did you give? I want to ask you a question. Last year, did you give? Yes, please, sir. You gave. This year, you have given more than you gave last year. Yes, sir. Way more than you gave last year. Yes, pastor. 
Those who did not give and were keeping their money, do they have their money? They don't have it. Those who did not give their money, they don't have it. Where is your money that you have not given that you are, you are wiser than me? No, Justina, tell me something about associating with the grace of God. Do you have anything to say about, about it? Yeah. Tell me something. Tell us something about associating with the grace of God. What has it done for you? You see somebody who is grace or a group of people who are givers and talking the same way. What has it done for you? Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. So there are some people in church that, um, like Sister AC and um, Sister Oyema, I realized that they are doing very, very well, like financially in their business, like they're excelling. So I started like getting closer to them. And whenever they say something, like I listen to it, I listen to them. So I started realizing that it started like having an effect on me. Mm. And to be very honest, when you have an association where um, they do certain things, like they, they give, like they are, they are excelling, automatically you start to like take, take up after them. Mm. You, 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 cause you are, you are a result of your environment as a person. So when your environment is full of like givers, people who are excelling, automatically you start excelling. There's no way, unless you are, you are stubborn, but there's no way you can be in an environment whereby there is just growth and like things are happening and then you will not, things will not happen for you. It, it doesn't happen. So if you come into a place that, where the people are all broke and talking broke, what will happen? Say, you'll be, you'll be broke. You'll even be broke. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest, can you, do you have anything to say about this uh, associ- associating with the grace of God? Yes, please. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, so when I joined church, uh-huh. I always thank God for this thing. I, always, I, I found myself in the right company. Uh-huh. So they brought me to church. And when I joined church, I mean, every day, so am I saying, so do just give this amount. So do just give that amount. I'm like, ah, this person is in my class. They sing. How come he's doing this? And this is purely grace. And then another person I met was Sasu. Said these two friends of mine always push me. Anytime we sit down and talk, I met after media camp um, last year. Media camp, they were like, "We are going to give a seed of thousand dollars." I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> this, this." And I realized with time, this thing robbed of me. Oh. I started giving because of these two friends, and I always oh. tell them oh. because anytime we sat down to talk, Sasu is saying. I want, I want to do this giving. This rap, so this is what I want to do. So they're saying, I want to, I want to give this for, for rap, so this year. Mm-hmm. I can't sit among these people and they are talking about this thing. I'm, 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 I'm just... So from there, I started taking decisions. Mm-hmm. So these two friends mm-hmm. really robbed of me. Mm-hmm. These two friends really robbed of me. And if I give today, one reason I can test is, is the company I found myself in when I, when I joined church. These two people. Wow. And what has your life been like? For being in that kind of company, you're giving. What has, what has been going on with you? So it's just been more and more... It's from one level to the other. There, there are some of the things that happen. I'm like, ah, is, is this me? Like, did I just do this? I remember my first, I gave my first thousand dollars last year. After, after I gave it, I was like, thousand dollars. I mean, when I joined church first and I heard that figure, I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is this going to happen? But then, 2019, Sasu paid for a venue and it was thousand dollars. I was like, wow. Then Sudo gave a thousand dollars. Okay, it's possible. It's possible. And then I realized in, in, in a, less than a year in church, I gave a thousand dollars. I think that deserves a, a big clap. 
We are ushering in a generation that will be playing with money, I tell you. Sponsor the gospel like never before. Associating with the grace of God. That thing is a major key. Never sit among complainers. The people speak against giving. You will never have it. You will never have the money, I'm telling you. When you sit among people who speak against giving, you will never have the money. Because you already don't have the money. That's why I'm speaking against it. <laughs> Finally, Justina, this year, as one man, how, uh, uh, how many copies have you done? So I've done $11,000. So we are all going to heaven now. Do you have plans for this Sunday? Yes, sir. But if you are sitting here, you don't have plans for this Sunday. I don't know where you are sitting. If I ever sat anywhere and I hear young people talk like this, and I'm a young person, and I'm listening to them, and I don't have, I don't have any, I've not done anything, I say, God, I'm not, am I not your child? Why? What prayer are they praying? How are they thinking like this? Their mates are on the street doing fist Ghana. <laughs> their mates are on the street doing fist the country. <laughs> Meanwhile, while their mates are doing fist the country, they are releasing to the gospel. Grace. The last one. Connect to the grace of God. Connect to the grace of God. Now, this is where our giving comes in. Now, is it possible? Yes. Why? Because... Oh, I remember the story. How was it possible that Jacob could use a morsel of meat to collect a birthright? That means these things can be manipulated. You can... Let me show you a scripture. Hmm. Philippians chapter 1. I'll start from verse 5. Philippians 1 verse 5. It says... Okay, uh, let's start from verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. He's talking to the Philippian Christians. He says, always in every prayer of mine... For you, all making requests with joy. Now he's saying, anytime I remember you, I just thank God. I just thank God. I just thank God. Anytime I remember you, I just thank God. I just thank God. Do your leaders think like this of you? You know, do you have people like that? Anytime you remember them, you know, your, your, your pastor remembers. I know, I know when your pastor remembers you, he thanks God. Or when your pastor remembers you, you say, oh. All right. <laughs> Father. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> he said, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making requests with joy. He said, I make requests with joy when I remember these people. Why? Continue. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. What's he talking about? For your fellowship? Give me the message of this verse 5. So you understand? Fellowship in the gospel, it looks like a very big term, but I want to break it down. I'm so pleased that you have continued on in this with us, believing and proclaiming God's message from the day you heard it right up to the present. Um, give me the NLT. Good. Verse 5. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. You have been my partners. He says, anytime I, I remember you, I, I'm filled with joy. I, I make requests with joy. When I'm praying, Paul said, I... I, I pray and I pray with joy. He said, because you have been my partners in the gospel. The thing God called me to do, say, you, you have been working together with me. You have been my partners in the gospel. Verse 6. I am certain that God, you know, there are certain prayers we see in the Bible. We think it's for everybody. It's not for everybody. He said, I'm certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. Verse 7. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. 
you share with me the special favor of God. Now, go to the King James, verse 7. You see there. You see there. I said, connect to the grace of God. Verse 7. Verse 7 in King James. He says, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have, I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bones and in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. So you see, when you see a graced man, when you see a graced man, when you see a graced ministry, when you see a graced book like Rhapsody going all over the world, you can see it's a grace that's taken all, all over the world. Over 3,000 translations. That, there's something international about it. With all this thing happening, that grace, is that when you begin to partner with it, you partner with healing school, you partner with healing stream, you become a partaker of the grace on the man of God. So you connect to the grace. You connect to the grace. I told you, I said, these three days, people's financial status will automatically transform. It will transform. And it's by listening to instruction because there's a grace. Connect to the grace of the ministry. Connect to the grace on Rhapsody. Connect to the grace on Healing School. You're going to connect to the grace because it's given sitting here. You're going to come next year. By the time we are having another <laughs> three days of grace, you come with your testimony and say, ah, last year I saw this person there and I told myself that I'm coming there and I'm there today. Listen, all things are possible. You have done 11,000 copies. Yes, sir. How old are you? 21. <laughs> connect to the grace of God. That's one thing I learned very early in my life. I connect to the grace of God. It's time to release. It's time to act your faith this time, tonight. You know, the difference between those who, who do or who, those who become and those who don't become is just one thing. Action. Acting on instruction. Acting on instruction. Acting on instruction. It's time to release. It's time to release. There's a grace. Radaka basodaba. Later, cable, say, cable.